Chase Kitty is the host of the Lion's Edge podcast. He's, a, of course, a gambling analyst and writer for BetMGM as well. And, man, we got a lot of movement already in the NFL. I want to get to the NBA with you, too. But, like, these, the coaching changes, and you know how the NFL is, man. It's a year-round thing. And now we're getting to the point now in the offseason where you also have quarterbacks changing teams and changing the trajectory of certain organizations. Derek Carr now released. Aaron Rodgers, I guess, not at his retreat in the complete darkness yet. That'll be happening later, apparently, but at some point that will, and he'll figure out where he wants to go. Like, if I were to give you Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers and whatever other quarterback you want to throw kind of on the market, like, where do you think this This is kind of a broad question, so work with me here, but, like, where do you think the best <coughs> situations would be for each where that team that they went to would have the biggest jump in win total and expectations for next year, like Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Would that be the best fit for him, and would we see a big jump? Uh, we actually talked to Jason Lockenfour a couple of weeks ago who threw out Lamar Jackson maybe going to Atlanta. Like, Tristan and I were talking about this. Dude, if Lamar Jackson went to Atlanta, I think they're like a 9.5, win total type team, depending on obviously what happens here. But, like, are there certain quarterbacks that you look at and say, oh, if they go there – we're going to see a big jump in the expectations and their division odds and all those types of things once we hit the regular season. All right, so two answers. Uh, short term, I think it's totally team dependent. You know, you mentioned the Jets and Rodgers, and, like, I'm I'm not breaking new ground here, but, like, the Jets are a pretty nice roster. I think we think fairly highly of the coaching staff. I think we like the trench players they have. I think we like the skill players we have, certainly the NFL awards market. Uh, did this past week so there's a lot to like there it seems like they just have the hole at quarterback you add a guy like Aaron Rodgers in there who still can play at a high level and is at the end of his career you're obviously making them a significantly more serious contender overnight and then you have a year or two with that roster before Rodgers is probably done I think longer term uh, to look at somebody more like Carr Carr becomes interesting to me totally based on the money that he gets paid by the new team and the contract that they sign him to. Because if Carr wants to really seriously go somewhere else and play, you know, jilted lover and, and really compete for a good playoff berth, compete for a championship, he can sign a lower contract, leave more money for the rest of the roster, and now you're really dealing with somebody because that's an above average quarterback that could hypothetically make average or below average money. We've seen time and time again, that's how you have a really good team in the NFL is by kind of getting above average production for below average uh, value. Shane Steichen uh, versus Jonathan Gannon. Uh, who ends up in the best situation uh, from last year to this year in terms of jump? Steichen, because you just trust the organization and the general manager and that they're going to build out uh, the team better than the problems that Arizona has uh, because Arizona just signed Murray to a contract that is a like they don't know if they have the right guy uh, that's not you know media speculation you can kind of read the tea leaves of what's going on in Arizona uh, and, and kind of get to that result so that's not us really speculating all that much uh, I trust what the Colts do in terms of team building their issue is they need a quarterback kind of like we were just talking about with the Jets so if they can find a quarterback in the draft, they have a real shot at really being something. Uh, I just I feel like the trajectory um, may be a bit longer of a rebuild project in Indy, but I, I trust what they could do versus I feel like I kind of know what Kyler Murray is. And they have uh, a little bit like the Saints. They have 
issues with how they've structured things and where they've spent their money that can't be undone overnight. You know, it's interesting. You talk about the Eagles now. You lose your offensive coordinator. You lose your defensive coordinator. You were just in the Super Bowl. You've got some older guys on that roster on both sides of the football. Both lines may retire. There's some free agency. Jalen Hurts, we know, is staying. They're going to pay him. The question obviously becomes how much. And as you pointed out earlier with Derek Carr, you take a little less. I'm never somebody that tells guys, hey, take less money. Like, I understand you want to maximize your income, do it. But it is a salary capped league to a point, and that will restrict the rest of the team that's built around you. Uh, is there a chance? Like, do you look at this Eagles and team and say they may have already been maximized in terms of the best that they could be given the coaching staff and the players that were on this current roster? Or is that maybe too soon to just write them off given really what's coming down the pipe in terms of free agency and some of the turnover they have? Absolutely not too soon, Nick. I've been waiting for somebody else to say it. It's the piece that I'm working on for the BetMGM blog right now. Yes. Uh, All the media I've consumed since the Super Bowl is – that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this guy's going to win at least five Super Bowls, right? And Jalen Hurts, boy, those Eagles, they're just going to be a fixture in the NFC for years and years to come. That's not really how any of this works. I mean, the likelihood is we just saw the top of the Eagles crescendo. Like, they might never – it's really hard to get back to the Super Bowl, man. It's really hard to win a Super Bowl. So – You're going to pay Jalen Hurts if I'm the Eagles. I wait another year. I know everybody wants to pay him. I would wait because that's just my philosophy. And and when you have a quarterback on that cheap contract, man, you leave him there until you absolutely can't do it anymore. I would pay him next year. I would not pay him this offseason. You have another year with a cheap quarterback. Maybe you can make something happen. But they're going to pay him, and probably too soon, and probably too much. And that just tanks your window as a franchise. It just does. It's not a knock on Hurts. He was awesome this year. And I think he'll be way better than I ever thought he would be in the NFL. But this idea that, like, the Eagles are are the new power in the NFC for the next four to five years, that is not how this works. I'm glad you and I are in the same boat. I mean, I saw this and I was like, you know what? This may be the most we see from the Eagles. Now, it's not just my bias because I'm a Commanders fan and I hate seeing it. But, like, I, I look at this team, Trista, and I go, they're going to lose a lot. And sometimes it's hard to get back on team. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah, let me ask you this, Jay. So why, in your opinion, have the Chiefs been able to continue to succeed given how much they pay Pat Mahomes? Is it as simple as how Andy Reid is, is just this genius and people want to play for the Chiefs on, on less money? Is it Travis Kelsey being probably one of the best uh, tight ends of a generation outside of Gronk. What is it that keeps them at that high level despite paying their quarterback $100 million? I would love to have a good answer for you. I've been thinking about it since Sunday. I don't. I haven't figured it out yet. I mean, there there is no analog for paying your quarterback 17% of the salary cap and and winning the Super Bowl. It's literally never been done. Nobody's ever even been close. The highest is Tom Brady at 12.6%. So this is, I mean, this isn't breaking the ceiling. It's shattering it. And I think it's a combination of Kelsey being so dynamic as a playmaker. Uh, Andy Reid, I mean, the touchdowns they had in the second half where they're just like crawling into the end zone. Nobody's within 10 yards of them. Uh, it, it was really impressive how they schemed up the Eagles and how they kind of knew their cheat tendencies. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of those things, but some of it's just Mahomes' greatness, man. And, and 
you know, I don't, what I don't want people to hear out of this question and answer is, well, Mahomes took a lot of money. Um, he did, of course he did, and he deserves that money. I'm, the, I'm in the same place as Nick. I'm never going to tell somebody to take less money. Um, I, I'm never going to ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do, and I wouldn't do that. Give me my money. I feel the same way as everybody else. But Mahomes, you know, if he got to open market, if he got anywhere near open market, he could command north of $50 million. Like, this guy is awesome. He's unbelievable. And he has, like, I think 37 this year on his contract for 2022. He gave so much money back, left so much on the table because he wanted to win. And I think he should be so commended for that because the difference between 37 million on his contract and 50 something is probably the difference between them winning the Super Bowl and losing in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, you know somebody else who did that was Tom Brady, and it seemed to work out just fine for him. And you can make up a lot of this money in endorsements. Now, there's a million ways with social media and any 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 avenue you want if you're Patrick Mahomes. You can make up that money, no question, and have a team that's a perennial contender every single year. Talking to Chase Kitty here on BetMGM. So we had, obviously, the, you know, the very early odds when it comes to who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. To me, that's almost worthless because there's so many different things that still need to happen in free agency and, and the draft. But I am interested at least a little bit in the MVP. BetMGM's got Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, all the tri-favorites uh, at plus 650. Justin Herbert's 9-1. to one. Jalen Hurts is 10-1. to one. The, the one that stands out to me a little bit, only because of what we saw and the growth last year, if he can continue on this trajectory, Trevor Lawrence at 14-1, to 1, if you're just trying to find maybe some early-level value here. But what's your take on right now from what we saw this year and the MVP potential next year for some of these guys I just mentioned? Yeah, I thought you'd like go Lawrence there. It's it's good return. I wouldn't tell yeah. you you're wrong. I think I'd go a little more conservative and maybe say Burrow just because I think those top-notch guys – are really a cut above everybody else and we get bored really fast it's a narrative award it's a it's kind of a public opinion award so i, I just kind of write off mahomes immediately not because he's not awesome but because that's just how all this stuff works these days uh and i'm i'm a little bit down on josh allen i need to take some time this offseason and figure out if that's if i'm being a little too prisoner of the momenty uh or if there are real sort of systemic concerns there with buffalo that maybe put a lower ceiling on on them than some of the other teams I think Burrow has this window right now where where he's cheap, uh, his offensive skill guys are cheap, and, and they just have so many weapons on that team that they can really be great, pile up great stats, have a great regular season record. I think that's the uh, the direction I would go with it. Yeah, great question or a great point that sort of leads me to this question is, and depending on who the Jets get for quarterback uh, at the quarterback position and what we're seeing from the bills right i feel like they're gonna lose a lot obviously jordan poyer most likely will go gabe davis has shown that he's not a legit number two receiver uh, outside of maybe one game in the playoffs do you think that there's a real opportunity or there's a real edge or some arbitrage to maybe take the jets to win the division Maybe. I mean, there could be an angle to take the Dolphins to win the division. It's yeah. it's so dependent on, like, how all the rosters shake out. I Like I said, I, I quite don't quite know how I feel about the Bills yet because I might, you know, I might do some off-season work and, and really think about how I feel about this and come to the conclusion that too many people are down on the Bills or, or yeah. you know, people are too far down on the Bills and then there's a buy-low opportunity there with a commodity we know is really good we have years of evidence that they can compete at a high level. They can blow teams out. They're good week to week. So it's it's really hard to say this early. I would say everybody at this point, everybody is live to, 
to win that division outside of New England. And I think you can make a good case, particularly based on what the numbers are, to, to throw a dart at any of those three teams. All right, we got a couple minutes left. And I know that, look, we, so, the, the season just ended, and we've got free agency, and we've got the draft, and a million different things that are going to happen to really shape our opinions of teams, even before we see any sort of odds really coming out on divisions and all that stuff next year. But, you know, right now, just kind of big picture after this season and what we know in terms of draft picks, where teams are going, who's like maybe the one or two teams that you look at and say, I think they're due for that next leap next season? Mm. Uh, you mentioned the Jets. I think they're a candidate. Um, kind of going through divisions in my head here right now. I, I'm really curious to see. taking another step? I know, clearly you know I love Jacksonville because I've already talked about Trevor Lawrence. Would that be a team that you could see taking another step? It, it feels to me like Jacksonville's going to be the team that has a really good record, runs through a really easy division, gets a decent playoff seed. But until I see it, like I'm one of those people, until I see it, it's really hard for me to buy in and assume you can get to that next level. Because the next level for them is the AFC Championship game. They, mm -hmm. they made the divisional game this year. So I'm kind of skeptical that they can get there this early. I do think they'll have a good record. I do think, depending on the no, the number, I'm interested in their, their season win total. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what Seattle does next year. I'm not sure they're going to get to the level you're necessarily talking about, but I think maybe they're a buy candidate depending on where the market is. Uh, I, I think San Francisco in their division is such a problem for them, but they could be a good number two, have a decent record, make the playoffs as a wild card. Uh, I just I think looking in soft divisions for easy wins is a good way to start to answer this question. Uh, and then, you know, you can get better and improve as the season gets on. Maybe you get a key trade piece. Maybe you get a key free agent signing but that's that's kind of how I would start to answer that question as we go through the offseason sure and obviously there's a million pieces that have to fall into place before yeah. we have a real picture but I mean come on we missed the football see the dog agrees so it's perfect right yeah. to, plenty of go. time plenty of time for that Chase Kitty make sure you uh, check out the Lion's Edge podcast subscribe to that always love talking to you man thanks for coming on thanks Chase yeah, thanks. Uh, Bird the dog says thanks, too. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Anytime we want to have a dog on the show, it is in. Trista brings her dog in anyway, so it's perfect. It's, it's just, true. You know,